Hey, hey, you people of Earth, it's time to enter the spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Casey. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on spoilerverse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Welcome back to Sport Country. I am Johnny Horsley, and today on the show, we've got writer Frank Martin talking with Casey about his new Kickstarter, The Last Homicide, which is the first part of a two-part crime series that looks absolutely phenomenal. Frank comes on, chats with Casey about this series and about a couple more things. I'm really excited for you guys to check this out. There'll be links in the show notes down to the, uh, the Kickstarter as well as on our socials, so definitely go out and check that out. And I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Let's get right into it and uh, listen to Frank and Casey in their own words. Welcome again to another episode of Spoiler Country. Today on the show, I have writer Frank Martin. Frank Martin is putting out a new book called The Last Homicide. It's part one of two, and it's on Kickstarter today. Today, you can go on to kickstarter.com and find The Last Homicide by Frank Martin. And if you like gritty noir, if you like comics that do not involve capes so far in so far as i know because it sure as hell didn't show any in the first in the first issue oh my god this thing is amazing frank how, how you doing man i'm doing good but uh spoiler alert at the end of the second part a superhero is going to come down and said i did it all along huh <laughs> <laughs> it should just do that <laughs> just for the hell of it fake everybody out <laughs> so okay this this book, I've read your stuff before. I've, I've really enjoyed it. This book is kind of a departure from some of the other stuff that I've read of yours, and I, uh, <laughs> you can you I, can uh, use that phrase for pretty much everything I put out there. But that that's fucking great, man. I love that. You you don't want things to get stale, and also like it, it just goes to show like the 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 breadth the breadth of work that you can do and how versatile your writing can be so yeah I've re- i really enjoyed it thank thank you i i mean i like i people like write or they create what they like and i mean i really like everything so it's not like i want to it's not like i'm just a big horror fan and i only go to horror shows so i'm going to write a whole bunch of horror stuff it's like i i kind of i like everything i like noir detectives hard boiled kind of pulp stories like this i like superheroes i like sci-fi i like horror i like fantasy and if my wife asked me to sit down with a rom-com with her i'll watch that damn thing too so I mean, I just, I like everything. So I'm not going to write something that I don't like. And since I kind of have a a wide range of tastes, that's kind of where my work gravitates towards. Awesome. Awesome. So was was there any inspiration that you had in this book in particular? Because 
like noir fiction is, you know, they're generally you're, you're standing on the shoulders of giants with with yeah. these books. Yeah, um, I, I got really sucked into the Maltese Falcon when I had to read it in middle school. That's a book that I mean, I haven't read it in, in years, if not decades, but it, it's always stuck with me. You know, those classic tropes. It was a super easy to get into, super easy read. And and it's. All that, those kinds of stories from the golden age of Hollywood is it's the tropes and the stereotypes and the themes have bled into our culture, you know, to the point where people recognize them, even if they've never seen uh, a story or a you know, movie or read a story that's like that, you know. So, yeah, tons of inspiration on that front. So we have the detective side of things. And this is also. It's also a crime story, you know. It's not just kind of a, a detective murder mystery. So it's big in into the mafia, into the mob, and we have tons of of great uh, shows and stories like that that have bled into our collective consciousness, like The Sopranos and and The Departed. So I kind of I kind of jammed those two things together and tried to to create a, an original tale of my own. It's nice. I I've really enjoyed it, and in addition to to the great writing that you know is is throughout your art team really is hitting on all cylinders man i i gasped with how how beautiful this book looked and and it's, you know pietro vaughn is is really amazing and uh, you have some really great colors in there by eugene bed yes and letters by tobin race I... what is that race the cot awesome okay race the cot <laughs> um but yeah, everybody is working together just just perfectly in sync. And I, I actually had to review a book not long ago, and the letters were not good in the book. And that can hurt the entire thing. So yeah. having a, a capable letter is is everything. And so everybody in this book is is pulling their weight and just making a really beautiful book. God God bless Tobin, man, because I've I've started lettering my own books. So I'm very picky about how I want things to look, and I was going back and forth with him, and he was he was a trooper. He was he didn't he didn't complain at all. And also, when it comes to stories like this, you know, there's not a lot of action to to drive the scene forward. It's very hard boiled. It's very dialogue heavy. So sometimes when you're writing the script, you don't really realize just how much damn words is going to take up the page when when you go to letters. So I trimmed a lot of the dialogue after the fact, and he. And he just was was right in step with me, kind of making sure that the dialogue balloons didn't didn't overpower the art, and, and oh that, yeah, and that the dialogue flowed to the point where that it's it's still just a, a readable scene. It's not just a mess of words. And there's there's so much characterization in in this book, and you know the, this twenty seven page book. There's there's so much just solid characters and again yeah it seemed like tobin was was very very aware of not wanting to stamp on the art because it pietro just really knocked it out of the park on this so yeah you, you got a good team here man thanks yeah the characters i mean my last book was the polar paradox and that was kind of a sci-fi adventure story and people people like the characters in that story too but it's i could 
I could the characters took a backseat a lot to the to the action and to the setting stuff that you really don't you don't have a whole lot here. This story is really driven by the drama. So uh, drama is really only as good as its characters and their relationships. So you really got to really have formulated characters, uh, strong, strong foundational characters so that when they are in a scene together and they're spitting their dialogue back and forth, they clash and make and really amp up the, the tension of the scene without throwing punches or ha having any, any sort of visual cues that really engage the, the reader. Yeah, yeah. So, so you guys, you have the Kickstarter going on right now. Can can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So the Kickstarter is gonna. I mean, when we're as we're talking about this, it's live now. <laughs> it just launched today, and I've been running my campaigns for for three weeks. So it's going to be on there for for twenty one days. I think we're ending on the twenty seventh of so, sort of like that of April. And with my campaigns, I like to offer, of course, you got to have a digital reward people that don't want to get a physical book so that they can read the story. Uh, I've also been offering like a digital deluxe reward tier, which has usually been um, the script and maybe some concept art for this. The digital deluxe is going to include two short crime stories that I've kind of, I've had sitting on my computer that I think people will get a kick out of. So it's basically the, the regular book, and then some some extra extra short stories in there, crime related. Then uh, we have a standard cover, which we were talking about before we started recording. That our interior art team did a phenomenal job with this with this cover. It, it really sets the atmosphere. It was per it was perfect. I don't I couldn't imagine a better cover that kind of really gets you in the mood for this book. And then uh, my buddy Luke Cooper did a variant, and we also have a black and white noir version of that standard cover that. That's, that's virgin that has no have no dress on it that that's awesome so so it is it is a genuine noir cover yes <laughs> um, yes the pricing on this is really really good like generally if it's if i see a digital edition for more than like 10 bucks unless it's like huge i'm like oh sorry i'm out you guys are, are out the gate at, at five bucks which is you know uh, it's a deal, especially given the story that you guys have and how how beautiful it looks. But even even your actual physical edition is you know just ten bucks, which is you can't beat that with a stick. It's indie publishing is tough, man. It's it's really hard that that Marvel and DC kind of set the the market prices for their books when they print tens of thousands, of hundreds of thousands of copies, and they they get they it's dirt cheap for them to print our their books. And we don't print nearly as many copies as them, so our, our price per unit is a lot higher, yet readers still expect it to be on par with the same the same pricing model that they have. So the way I figure it, it is is kind of five bucks for the book, five bucks for, for shipping and, and all the accoutrements that come along with that. And Kickstarter has its own little its own little market going where it's it's taken some trial and error. But I feel that ten bucks for the physical book, uh, all in with shipping, is is something that the market can bear, and, and readers and backers are happy to pay it too because they understand that this is this is an indie book, so it's it's going to be it's a little bit more worth their 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 dollar. And then, but still, there's always a breaking point, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 14 15 bucks for a 20 page book i think i got 24 pages 23 pages of story in here so if you got a regular size floppy and you want 15 bu bucks with shipping a lot of people are going to balk at that 
Yeah, and you you got some. It, it's it's well worth the price. In addition to that, though, you also have some like become a character for four hundred and twenty five bucks. Produce a short comic for seven fifty. But even then, going down to like private private drabble session, can you or lesson rather? Can you tell me a little bit about that? So I'm always that's that's a tough price point. You know, I try to my my top tiers are always usually like commissions or create something. And then I got the lower tiers with the books. That's seventy five dollar one. You know, man, I, I, I'm always trying to try new things to, to insert into that slot. So one of the things I love writing in prose are drabbles, which are hundred word stories. They're exactly hundred words, not ninety nine not 101. And I've written so many of them. And they're a lot of fun that I felt like it's a, a particular skill of mine that's really strong that if people want to learn how to, how, to, how to do it, how to write it, because it's, it's not like writing a regular story. It's more like crafting a puzzle. You know, so I figure if people are interested in it. I can I can sit down with them with a, a Zoom call for 45 minutes and give them all, all the tips and all the tricks to kind of craft their own. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you guys have plans for any like uh, stretch goals or anything like that? Or y'all y'all just going to stick to the, the standard things that you get, like just the regular book? I, I, I always keep stretch goals in the back of my mind. You know, I, I kind of know what I'm going to do. They're always typically the same from campaign to campaign. But for as far as really planning them all out and creating graphics and announcing them, I, I never do any of that until... I'm well past my goal. You know, I'm just, I'm not one of these count your chickens before they hatch. I'm just super pessimist. Where I'm, I just, hear you. I'm always assuming that I'm going to get 99% of the goal. And then I'm just going to have half of the backers drop out simultaneously. Like it's a big scheme. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that's a little thing called imposter syndrome. <laughs> I think we all, we all I, suffer from that just a little you bit. You know what? Personally, it's, it, it I don't know. It's a pet peeve of mine. I find it a little tacky when people launch and they already have stretch goals on there and they're not even close to their goal yet. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It just it rubs me along the wrong way. So I try not to, to let it enter my mind until until I'm firmly in that territory. Well, all, all I'm saying right now is you're nearly halfway there with 21 days to go. So you might, you might want to be thinking about some stretch goals there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man, th this book is amazing. I can't wait for people to get their paws on it because it really is just a, a badass book, and it's going to be a, a two-parter. So, so two books out of this, and you're done. Do you, do you have any plans to to move on with these characters later on? No, no. I had a, a lot of questions with with the polar paradox because I'm like in a two-part kind of mode. The, the, my previous campaign was two parts. My next one is going to be two parts. But with the polar paradox, people always ask me, is there going to be a follow-up after the two parts? And that one, the ending was left open. So it, there's definitely a possibility. Not with this one. With the last homicide, it's going to be two parts in and out. And the way it ends in the second part, or I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to, to carry it on. Ooh, <laughs> nice, nice. So w when do you guys expect to have the book shipped? And then after that, when, when should we expect to see the uh, second part to the, to the story go up on Kickstarter? So uh, I'm crazy with campaigns right now. I'm kind of kind of busting them out. So I try to do stuff as quickly as possible. Uh, I've already got a proof of the book. So I, I've seen it. I held it. Oh. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the book is with the, the files are with the printer. As soon as the campaign is over and I know exactly how many copies I need, I, I place my order the next day. 
So, and then it takes about a week, week and a half to get them. I start shipping. Fulfillment's going to be another week, week and a half. And then, however, it's in the hands of the United States Postal Service to get to everybody. So, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if after the campaign ends, people are going to start having their books three, four, or five weeks right after. And as far as part two goes, we haven't we haven't started art on part two. I've written the script. It's all done. As you were mentioning, the become a character tier that was for a single character in part two. There's only one of them available, and it's a, it's a, a kind of a main character. He's a, he's a, it's a speaking role. He, he takes up a good portion of the book. A character that's not in part one. So as soon as we know if anybody's going to grab that then we'll know that we can include their their likeness in the book and bust out the art. When should that be? I'm not sure. Six, eight months, kind of a little bit down the line. It's not going to be as quick as some of my others. But still, that, that's not bad. Six, it's it's not terrible. In, in my in my mind, I like to I like to have things done as quickly as possible. So so when I have to tell people six to eight months, it's a little, I don't know discouraging but yeah i know some campaigns they run an issue a year so it's kind of like you have to wait a whole year to get the the next issue in a series so i try to do things as quickly as i can that's awesome yeah we we offered become a character in the kickstarter for for my book voodoo child and the person that that did it said i don't want to be a character i want my cats to be which (laughs) makes initially presented like a a huge issue i was like oh shit (laughs) And then it clicked, and I was like, I am so happy about this. This is going to be so awesome. And every time I think about it, I'll laugh a little bit because it's going to be so over the top and off the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot wait to put that book out. <laughs> every every pro- problem is actually an opportunity. So Exactly. I'll- I'm sure you've seen that a lot. You've learned a lot because you have to do a lot of stuff on the fly when you self-publish. Yeah, I um. A good, a good kind of mantra is the problem is the solution. You know, you could, that's how you have to look at things. I hear you. So is, is there any other things that we need to look out for from, from Mr. Frank Martin in addition to this book? So, yeah, the reason I want to get my uh, short my fulfillment time is because I want to move on to the next campaign. So after this one, I'm going to move on to the Polar Paradox Part 2, which was uh, the sci-fi adventure story. After that, I'm launching a kind of a fun horror adventure book called Pipe Creepers. The way I kind of pitch that is Super Mario Brothers versus Thulu. So, <laughs> so that should That's be awesome. That should be fun. I got a, a kind of a post-apocalyptic war story called The Truce. And then I think my next campaign after that will be Glass Homicide 2. So yeah, there's oh going to be so. that three, three in, the, in between. That's that's crazy. <laughs> so man, that's that's awesome. So you guys keep an eye out for Frank Martin. The Last Homicide is on Kickstarter now. You can go there and get this book, and you know, a super easy buy-in. Like it's not going to hurt your pocketbook. And yeah, get this book. You will not regret it. So Frank, you have anything else to say before we head on out? No, no. The book is uh, it's. It's not for everyone, you know. If you're not, if you're, if you're, if you're huge into Star Wars and you love nothing else, I don't think you're gonna like it. <laughs> but uh, if you if you like crime stories at all, if you like detective stories, mysteries like that, definitely give it a shot. And hopefully, hopefully you dig it. If if you like good books, check this book out. <laughs> if you like good things, all the good <laughs> things that you'll like. If you like if you like shit, don't even bother. <laughs> if you like good stuff, my man Frank Martin. He's got it. 
<laughs> Frank, it was good talking to you, buddy. Thanks, Casey. All right, take it easy, brother. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out spoilerverse.com because at spoilerverse.com, we have a plethora. Plethora is such a, it's such a snobbish word. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> It's, it's a good word. <laughs> we have an obscene amount of oh, interviews obscene. with amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers. And, oh, my God, are you a lover of comic books like we are? And then there's so many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at Spoilerverse.com. And I highly implore you to go there and check it out. Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network, like Bridges and the Geekdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Haphazard Adventures and Nerds in the Crypt and so many more. Misery Point Radio. episodes all the time. Misery Point Radio has got a ton of great stuff out there. Go check all of them out. And check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you. Every day on Spoilerverse.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. You want to help support the site? You can do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash country, or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it you know, obviously on all the socials, but if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're, we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind. And... Even more.